It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. Carcon Carne episode 600 brought to us by Siren Records McHenry. It is the night of 1,000 stars. And I talked about this earlier, but at some point, yes, Carcon Carne will do podcasts in the car again, as it did for the first six years. If you or someone you know operates a restaurant that wants to participate, be part of Carcon Carne, be a Carcon Carne destination, uh, feel free to reach out. Please reach out. All the contact information is on Carcon Carne. Dot com And of course, Carcon Carney, always looking for interesting guests and people of note, uh, big and small, to participate. So I mentioned that in March of last year, when everyone got the stay-at-home order, this podcast switched to a format like what you're watching right now, podcasting from home over video chat, turning those videos into audio podcast episodes. My very first guest during the stay-at-home order is this gentleman right here. He is Patrick Brower. He is the co-owner of Challengers Comics and Conversation in the Bucktown neighborhood on Western Avenue. Really the coolest place to buy comic books on planet Earth. Uh, Patrick, I, I don't think I've seen you face-to-face -face like this since that episode, have I? Or I popped in the store once. Yeah, you were in the store once. Yeah, at least. I've seen you at least once during all this. Yeah. And that sounds terrible that I've only been to your store once in the past year, but it was a fucking pandemic. And there's also a lot of people that haven't been there once at all in the year. So you're fine. I, I love Challengers Comics. Before we talk about everything, uh, look what I just got today. You'll appreciate this. Oh, this fantastic. is one of my favorite comics of all time. It's fantastic. Spider-Man King Size Annual number two from 1965. It's a Lee and Ditko, Spidey and Doctor Strange crossover, an all-time favorite of mine. I think there's a pinup from that book that's actually on display at the uh, exhibit that's happening now at the oh. Museum of Science and Industry for the Marvel display. They have a lot of original art there, and I think there might be a pinup uh, from that with Spider-Man standing and all the heads of his uh, enemies and friends around him. Oh, wait, look at this. Oh, wait, hang on. Someone clipped a panel from it. Uh-oh, wait, check the back. Was there a... a one of the Marvel value stamps on the back, or was no. it like a coupon maybe for no. sea monkeys or something? <laughs> I love I love all this stuff. I, this was one of the stories that got me hooked on Steve Ditko. Cause sure. it's just so weird and so He's, bonkers. His entire life was such a, a weird mystery enigma type thing. He was very, and Randian, he was very uh, shunning of the spotlight and the success. I know a friend of mine who got actually got a handwritten letter from him. Uh, there's a there's a book that came out uh, a year or two ago called Regards Ditko, which is literally just all the correspondence that he had with this one person and a back and forth. It Weird was a nice little insight to his head. So last March, I had you on. You were my first video podcast interview. Yeah. And I remember at the time saying, oh, this is weird. You know, how are you as an independent store owner You know, holding up? How, what's your prognosis? thinking that we'd all be back to normal two, three weeks later, as we all did back then. Um, the one time I was able to stop by Challengers over the past year, you said that business turned around and was feeling okay. Yeah, it's but weird. I, I, know so, it, I know it hasn't been easy. I mean, you, you lost a location this year, which sucks. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, a week after you and I talked, the city shut down. It shut down for um, what all of uh, April and May and part of March and June. And then the main comic distributor shut down, which was great because it actually, they pushed pause on uh, distributing new comics, which was great because stores weren't there to buy them and then sell them. So that was good. But uh, basically everybody who's been stuck inside has been reading and using comics as their entertainment, which is amazing. And it's still going strong. And we keep waiting for that other shoe to drop when people can go back to concerts, can go back to restaurants, can travel, yeah. and all that entertainment dollar they've been spending at comic stores goes back to where it used to. So we're expecting a drop off, but not a huge one. Uh, a lot of new people got into comics and being open, like we, we opened a web store during all this to be able to uh, handle orders for people that don't want to come near the store. And uh, there's just a lot of business and structural changes we've been doing to be able to still get comics in, in people's hands. And uh, it's a weird time. Both the two biggest publishers left the main comic distributor and struck out on their own. Yeah. One invented two new dis distribution channels. One went to or is going to an established distributor. Uh, it's a lot, a lot of extra work. The, the taglines we were using a lot was four times the work for half the money. <laughs> <laughs> But it was still money, so you can't you can't go wrong. One of the many podcasts I enjoy is your podcast that you do with your co co owner and co host W. Del Bush, Contest okay. of Challengers. I'm, I'm a big fan of behind the scenes type content, pulling the curtain back, learning how things work, how they get made. Your podcast is a fantastic behind-the-scenes business podcast. Yeah, you talk about some of the the, the surface-level comic book stuff, but that's not really what the podcast is about. It's about running a business. And yeah, I mean, if if you want to know what we think about a comic, you can come in the store and we'll talk about it. There it but is. We use the podcast to to illustrate the decisions we make and the changes in the industry that cause us to make them. And uh, I feel like Dal and I need to have a, a recorder going every day basically like because we've got some really intense conversations one right before this podcast about uh what we're doing with some upcoming titles and things where where they don't get heated but we be, each have uh different opinions and we like to be as transparent with that stuff as possible so contest of challengers is our way of basically rationalizing what we're doing and i'm fascinated by the way people run stores and i would love someone to do a history of the comic book uh, store experience and all the different stores, like the major stores that are still around around the country. But until then, I'm doing my part with Contest of Challengers. And if they did a history of comic book shops before Challengers, it's a quick documentary. Shitty. <laughs> Thank you, James. Uh, the, the character of comic book guy didn't come out of a black hole. That, no, that was a, it's a, a perfect for character. A yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. That, that is 100% legit. Uh, uh, so, James, I'm doing this. I'm holding this on a. Uh, um, the stand so because I, I want to be able to like point out Whoa. what's happening in this room around me and i've been holding uh this shield the entire time and i realize that nobody can see it and it, it's wasting it's like pulling me in a different direction so i just wanted to get it on camera before i let that it is go. A, are, are you caught up on falcon and the winter soldier yes loved it oh man i uh can you can you see up there there is uh somewhere there is a falcon in the captain america suit I don't know where it is. It's up there. I, can't. I, I see Sorry. the infinity gauntlet. Uh, yeah. Um, is this, is this your man cave? 
This is uh, where we record the the uh, the Shell Library. It's where we record the podcast. There's a Stormbreaker right behind me, right over here. Wait, is this actually like your office at the store? No, it's my office at home. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is awesome. Thanks. This is like a, a an annex location for Challengers Comics and Conversation. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Uh, one of the things that Dal had said, I'll stop moving, I'm sorry. Well, one of the things that Dal had said um, when I was first setting this library up and lamenting books I don't have, he said, you own a comic store. You have all the books in that store. If you need to read Why the Last Man, just borrow it. You don't have to own it. You already do own it for the store. I'm like, oh, yeah. So this is the stuff I've pared down to over the t- over time. Just to harp on the, the podcast for one more moment. One of the things I learned from listening to your podcast, it's not something that's ever been explicitly said, but one of my takeaways is if you own a business, if you're an entrepreneur, there are no sacred cows. One thing I've admired about what you and Dell have done is reinvented things and taken hard looks at stuff and gotten rid of things that weren't working, that weren't effective, whether it's an approach to doing in-store events or the way things are displayed. I like the fact that you're always questioning how things are operating. You're not just saying, well, we should do it like this. I, I think listening to you, I've got a, a real, I've learned a lot. I mean, I, I, Thanks. just in conducting myself in day, day-to-day business. There's so many things that we wanted to be doing that we had to stop doing because they just it don't pull your weight. You know, you've only got X amount of square footage and each square foot has to earn its keep for the dollar amount that it brings in. Uh, one of the things we we lament losing all this time was uh, our art gallery. Before we had Sidekicks, yeah. which is the all ages room, it was the Rogues Gallery, which was uh, we would do international art shows, national art shows with artists from around the world or local Chicagoans once a month, and uh, just set, have a 400 square foot room, which is just displaying original art from an individual book or an individual project. And we loved it. And I love comic art so much, but that room never made us any money. Right. And it was just, it was a vanity project and, and vanity projects don't pay the rent. Exactly. All right. The location of Challengers Comics and Conversation is? 1845 Northwestern in Bucktown, just about Western and Milwaukee. All right. The world is, is easing up. I, I hope to come back and see you soon. James, 600. We did it, buddy. You and me, we did it. We did it. Patrick, I'll see you Thank soon. You. Thank you for jumping on. Thanks. Patrick Brower from Challengers Comics and Conversation is Carcon Carne, episode 600. Join now. I, I think Scott Lucas of Local H is in a car wash right now. I'm not sure what's happening. Hi, Scott. Are your Hi, windows how open? Are you? They're uh, good. They're are your windows no, open? They're up. No, they're not open. Why? Do you have the AC cranked? Oh, it's uh, noisy. It's noisy because we're we're. I'm driving back from uh, Starved Rock in Ottawa, Illinois. That sounds lovely. That sounds, yeah, that sounds lovely. It sounds wholesome. It was a little wholesome. Yeah, there was some wholesomeness going on. Uh, Scott Lucas of Local H. Local H is doing another drive-in show. The Live from the Lot show is happening on the 22nd of May out in Schaumburg. Uh, You're the band that figured it out and did it right. You're the band who we want to see perform in drive-in shows. And well, I'm, ex- thanks. I'm excited to see you again. Yeah. Did, it, did you hear? Go ahead. It's weird because it's. Uh, I I can't tell if people are over driving shows yet. Um, so w- we'll see if people are over it. Uh, if this is the last driving show that anybody ever wants to see us do. <laughs> I don't know if you heard. Martin Atkins was on 
uh, about an hour ago, and we were talking about you and how you've you know, done exemplary work, especially over the past year. But we were talking about innovation as it pertains to local H, and he talked about how someone read him the Riot Act as he was trying to establish pig face in whatever way, and the person who read him the Riot Act said, "Local H just fucking put themselves on eBay for a show. What are you doing?" So you you put a fire under Martin Atkins to uh, be more innovative. Well, I th- that's awesome to be talked about by Martin Atkins. Uh, yeah, I, that yeah, uh, I don't know eBay. I mean, I hope that's not going to be on my tombstone or anything like that. I don't think so. I, I think you've done done other things of note. Uh, so you've re- you relaunched Lifers, the album that came out in the 2020 soul sucking vacuum, right? And how good did it feel to put dates on the map or dates on the calendar for the rest of the year? Oh, James, it felt so, so good. It was like really, really exciting to do. And uh, I mean, I, I, I could barely believe how psyched I was. I knew I'd be happy, but I didn't know I'd be that happy. Because you found ways to play over the past year, but it's different. It's This is totally you getting different. back to being local age. Yeah, it's totally different. I mean, like, uh, like what we do is so just going from town to town. That's kind of what we do. And so we kind of haven't really been local H all year. And the funny thing about it is before we recorded Lifers, we kind of took the year off. So we were like, all right, we'll put that record out and then we'll tour our asses off. And life was like, nope, no, that's <laughs> not going to happen. Stop right there. I. You're a movie fanatic. I love your insight. I, I love following you on social media for what you have to say about movies. It's funny. I, I watch Bill Maher every Friday night, and he's railed oh. on the Oscars uh, a couple different times. And you basically, call, Bill Maher has said over and over how boring this year's Oscars are going to be and how no one cares. And right. you brought up the, the point that I was screaming at my TV as he was saying that these were the movies that came out last year. Right. Right. What, are they supposed to make up movies? to nominate, you know, to, to please Bill Maher. It's like, what are you doing? And, and, and I just can't do anything but watch comic book movies. You know, there's one year where every movie is, is aimed at adults and he's got a problem with it because it's not glamorous. I mean, I, I, I don't understand this. This guy is getting, it's getting harder and harder to watch Bill Maher. Like he's, He's this close to becoming Dennis Miller, or maybe he's already Dennis Miller. It's uh, I can't see him lasting for very much longer. I, I still watch because I like the panel. I, I like the guests he pulls because his guests are always very topical and timely. But I agree with you. He is kind of oh, what more. What's that bald dude? What's that bald dude that's on there all the time? He was on there a couple weeks ago. He drives me crazy every time he opens his mouth. See, the, the panel is starting to drive me crazy too. And I, I don't know why I'm still watching this show. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're hate watching it. Also, you're not touring, so th- there's your Friday night. That's just life in the, in the pandemic, I guess. I, yeah, you know what? I used I used to love watching that show, crack open a beer, and you know just see what was happening. But I don't know. I I think something is. I I don't think he's weathered the pandemic very well. He keeps yelling at his audience. Because they're not laughing at his jokes. Maybe your jokes aren't very funny. I, I, I have all the same complaints. Uh, how bad did you think Godzilla versus Kong was? 
Um, I didn't think it was so bad. I, I, I didn't expect anything, you know? And, and I, went with, um, I went with Blake Smith and his kid, uh, Beckett, and they were, like, complaining, and Beckett's like, who is this for? I'm bored. And I'm kind of like, what? All right, Scott, I think we have a, a not so awesome connection as you're heading back into Chicago. You're kind of frozen. So, Scott, I'm going to cut you loose regretfully. Oh, there you are. I'm back. Yay. It's those interstates, man. You know what I learned? You'll, I mean, this is going to sound like a cliche to someone who's. I know. To someone who's toured the country over and over, I went to pick up my son from college. He goes to Ohio State. I went to Waffle House for my very first time, and it was it was transcendent. It was lovely. That, that's one of the great unsung American chains. Really? The, the waffles are like pancakes. I call it And the awful. hash browns are a delight. Awful House. <laughs> awful House, man. That place. I haven't been to an Awful House in a long, long time. Uh, but you also are a healthy eat eater, aren't you? Breakfast food. Well, and you're also kind healthy. Of, but I kind of. I I don't like uh, breakfast food, so it's not, not really my jam. Got it. All right, your your line's a little choppy. Uh, bottom line is this: Local H Lifers, the the album, it's still out there. It still kicks ass. You are playing live from the lot out in Schaumburg, Schaumburg Boomer Stadium on May twenty second, right. and. Uh, I appreciate you checking in. I love you. Thanks. Thank you, Scott Lucas. Congratulations on the episode. 600. Thanks. Bye. Thank you, Scott. Bye. Scott Lucas of Local H. A little bit of a bad connection. That's one of the downsides of doing things over video streaming like this. Uh, but that's awesome. And that, that Lifers album, I'm glad that they're kind of recharging it, resetting it, because it 2020 was a vacuum, and it kind of got lost, but now they can tour behind it. It is really really good and thanks also to patrick brower of challengers comics and conversation for checking in before that it's so funny i, I was listening back to my chat with patrick from march of 2020 oh we were so so naive what did we know back then about what was to come yeah things will be challenging for a couple weeks and everything will be okay 13 months later <laughs> here we are but things are going to be okay things are on the upswing uh, coming up on car Carne tomorrow night, uh, a guy who's become a, a, a real car Carne favorite, Mike Vanderbilt, who curates the drive-in series at the rock Island public house in blue Island. He's also the curator of the music box of horrors. Scott Lucas of local H and I were just talking about drive-ins. The drive-in movie is something I think we all welcome back and we want to stay long past when this pandemic wraps up. We've all enjoyed going back to the drive-in. That is quintessential Americana, the, the drive-in movie experience. So the Music Box of Horrors in October was this 31-night horror film festival. Every night, horror movies at the drive-in, some mainstream, some super obscure and super weird. This coming weekend, the Music Box of Horrors returns for Halloween, halfway to Halloween, and I will be hosting Friday night's screening of Halloween 3 which I swear is one of my favorite movies of all time. Happy, happy Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Uh, but Mike Vanderbilt tomorrow night will be joining me on Carquin Carne to talk about that. Uh, also, 
another podcast note, I do another podcast. I do it for 101 WKQX. Just yesterday on the History of Alternative podcast, I talked to two former Carquin Carney guests, Raymond Watts of Pig, KMFDM, et cetera, and Chris Connolly of Revolting Cox and Ministry and Chris Connolly fame. It was a history of industrial music, an industrial 101 that's part of the History of Alternative podcast via 101 WKQX. I'm going to bring my producer, Giorgio, back on, who's been uh, taking your messages and keeping things running. Uh, Giorgio, I'm going to talk to you yeah. as I message one of our MIA guests. I didn't want to try and talk by myself and send this email. So I have you as a buffer. Is everything going okay on your end? Well, yeah, I got some notes going. Look at that. You really? Yeah. What are you taking notes about? I'm producing, dude. I'm ready to make videos. I'm ready to do whatever, cut some audio. Let's go. I need to check my text to see if someone blew me off via text. Can we talk about some uh, some of this beef that I have with you during this? Sure. Uh, Godzilla versus Kong. What was wrong with it? It was so stupid. It was so, so stupid. I enjoyed the monsters fighting. Yeah. But there's that one scene in Godzilla versus Kong where Kong is down for the count and Godzilla's looking over him and they kind of lock eyes. It was like the Martha moment in Batman versus Superman. The Mothra moment, if you will. (laughs) I will. I will. Uh, Hang on. I just got a message from my pal Dennis Buckley of 88 Fingers Louie. Nice. Who was unsure if he would be able to attend, but he is able to attend. So I need to send the link. Oh, there we go. There's the invite button. Yeah, don't Den- don't press the leave studio button. You know, Dennis was worried that he got his second vaccination today, and he was worried he wouldn't feel well enough to come on. But he's also super competitive with Josh Caterer, and he takes it as a personal affront that Josh has been on more episodes than him. So <laughs> I think he saw that Josh was on and didn't want him to pull ahead. <laughs> so hang on, I'm going to send Buckley the link. There we go. Boom. And remarkably, Giorgio, I don't have to pee yet. No. You, you'd have thought, you'd have thought you, 90 minutes in. I've had to pee like five times. You can go. No, I'm fine. In <laughs> fact, I'm going right now. <laughs> Good. Atta boy. Proud of you. Uh, so it, it started a little choppy because we got blown off by Elliot Serrano. Sure. I, I, it's funny. I, Elliot was the first guest on Carquin Carney, the very first guest. And when I asked him to come on, he said, I thought you'd never ask. What took you so long? I, I think this was, I think he was bitter that it took him 599 episodes to get back on the show. Oh, and then he just bailed on you? Uh-huh. Oh, so he kind of knew. What he, 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 was, he, he was my 540 guest. Yeah. He was, in, he was a no-show. Yeah. Well, then, like, I mean, you know, it sucks that that happened, but I like to think I was the first guest on episode 600. You were. And I'm going to put that on my resume. So you were. That'll get you far. Uh, oh, look at this. Oh, okay. I, I knew he'd be here. I knew I could count on him. Stuby. Kastube. Kastube from Lucky Boys Confusion. Kastube. Kastube's having audio issues. Carquin Carne episode 600. If you're just joining us, thank you for joining us. We are streaming live on YouTube and Facebook. 
And this whole thing, this whole package is going to be turned into audio episodes uh, wherever you consume podcasts at some point. Stoopy's figuring out his microphone. We're so close. His microphone is muted. You're muted. Though your mic is not connected. Now I am. <laughs> oh my am you're here. Yes. I'm so sorry. I mean, you know, I work in tech. You 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 wouldn't believe it. <laughs> uh and it's total stoner time, your arrival tonight. Uh, oh man. Oh well, I have um we had a we had a long night last night, uh Lucky Boys did, so I can talk about that <laughs> yeah well i saw you it looked like you were saying you guys recorded last night uh kind of so i was waiting for this show to announce what we're doing um so we are gonna do a live stream um but like a lot of bands do we recorded it uh, we record mm -hmm. it's 20 years of throwing the game wow uh, yeah right and uh 20 years i know 20 years um, so we were out, we were recording it until late last night and, um, it's, it's interesting. That, ah, that would explain the video aspect. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cause uh, Zarek was there, right? Yep. Yeah. That explains everything. Okay. Yep. Alex is there filming mm -hmm. and, um, we're, we're doing this. Um, it's going to be kind of like, a. it's, it's not like we're doing the whole album. It's more like, um, like a short rockumentary about the experience and um and uh just we played a few songs but it was it was so weird after a year man um it was nice because like we had to imagine the crowd too to get the energy and everything too and it was like i was oh, but it was really fun it was oh, it was great and it looks uh the little stuff that we saw yesterday looked really cool um you know, we're going to have some guests and uh, people interview part sections of it where we talk um, uh, about making the record and, um, and, you know, just the touring aspect of it and everything that followed. Um, we uh, mentioned uh, Local 101, of course, you know, because that was the, the catalyst for us to get onto, uh, uh, you know, get the national, yeah, national attention. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was uh so yeah, we, we got in this morning at like 10. I was like um it it, it that's, a night. Um, that's a long night. Well, I mean, I we were out in Orland, uh so I just stayed out there and woke up and came out, took a day off of work. Um yeah, it's um it was a lot of fun, man. Um it was it's very it's been it's been hard on everybody this year even yeah. tr trying to schedule practices. Um and uh, different people have different mm, uh, reservations. Yeah. When it like you know, um, so uh, I'm vaccinated now, so I'm I'm like I'm ready to go. I'm ready to play like, you know, I'm ready to jump on and play like huge festivals and everything. And <laughs> you know, and then, and then you're hearing about all these outbreaks of variants and in, in different countries and stuff, and you're just like man can't we just can't we just get back to normal be, yeah. but that's kind of where my head was at i was all ready to do this episode in my car you know yeah. i'm vaccinated i'm kind of like you i'm like let's whatever the podcast version is of playing festivals i want yeah. to do that right but, but i i put the brakes on i'm like i'm just we're not 
quite there yet. Like I, I'm just going to keep doing this from home for a little bit longer. I need yeah. the, the world to shake out a little bit more. Absolutely. Before I do it. So it's, I, I completely get your frame of mind because I'm right there with you. And it, my, my wife's got another one to go. Uh, she was scheduled for J and J, but then she, um, you know, it got pulled. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's the case, you know, being around a bunch of people, I don't, you know, we've gone this far. It's like, it would be the, okay. So like, uh, the guys and I were making a joke, like if you've gone this far without getting it and you get it into like the last stretch, you just suck. <laughs> you, just, okay. I mean, you, you done fucked up. Yeah. Right. Seriously. It's like you did this, you couldn't just hold out a little longer. Um, but yeah. I, I don't know. People are, I, I see like more joy on social media now. Like people are just seeing the light at the end of the tunnel um, or whatever, you know, cliche term we want to use. Um, but, um, you know, uh, it's nice to see the optimism of people just saying like simple things that we took for granted. Um, I saw a, a, such a sweet post on saying like this woman that lived alone, one of my friends on Facebook, I, I, I don't really know, you know, just saw her on social media, but she's like, I have been home alone. I don't have a boyfriend. I don't have, you know, I, I live alone. I have not touched, hugged anybody in a year. Um, that's sad, man. I mean, yeah. um, you know, and you just, I just hope everybody comes out of this, not taking anyone for granted. Not taking music for granted, not taking podcasts for granted, not taking, not taking, not taking, um, being able to just go and grab some food with you. Yes. For granted. You know what I mean? Like, um, uh, in, in our, in our lives, we've, ne- we have, this is our first instance of this. I mean, we, you know, I, I remember, I remember the, it wasn't the same kind of thing, but, um, I remember the, in the eighties when, the AIDS and crack, you know, those are huge things that were happening in our world. And compared to those, uh, how it affected day-to-day life, at least for the average American was just, it's astronomical. I mean, like, I don't know. It's, I, I just, I think it's, um, I, I think it's, I think it's awesome how well for most of us, most of us in this country handled it and uh, um, are able to hopefully come together after all this. So, all right, so I think you kind of buried the lead. You talked about doing this anniversary live stream. When yeah. do we get to see it? Uh, as far as I know, if everything goes well, May 27th. And oh, fantastic. We'll have, yeah, we'll have it up for 10 days. Fantastic. Uh, oh, I'm yeah. so excited. I know how important this is to you just to slide back into performing and doing the Lucky Boys thing. That's awesome. I'm really yeah. excited to watch that. And I, you know, I haven't really done a show where it was announced that I was sick since uh, the MS suck show was the last show that I did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that was so December of 2019 like, at bottom lounge. I was yeah. there for that. That was an yeah. incredible inspired night of music and emotion and memories. It was just an, an amazing. It was, awesome. night. it was great. And I, I was looking forward to like, um, you know, people still, a lot of, a lot of people don't know still. And, and, and you know, the shows are going to be different now. I'm not going to be able to go a full 90 minutes straight. Um, I think, you know, I, but I'm looking, but I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I think, um, especially after everything, all this, I think crowds are just going to be, a, well, I hope, well, they're going to have to be either, either they're going to have to be more forgiving or, or they're, you're, they're not, you're not going to get the same performance. You, you know, it's just like, I, I have to take breaks. Um, right. 
But uh, I, you know, I'm excited to get back to it. Uh, the guys are really understanding, and we've been trying to do stuff like um, talk about throwing um, like acoustics uh, sets in the middle. You know, like some chill stuff in the middle instead yeah. of just like having a break. Hey, the uh, Rolling Stones do it. Yeah, or like you know, Adam sings. Adam's got a bunch of songs. He can do a couple songs. Uh, uh, so yeah, Adam, Adam Pryor, by the way. No response to my my request to come on tonight. And really? he completely blew me off. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't like him. So, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's, he's not a very giving lover. <laughs> no. Um, I wonder, I wonder if um, he is, he is not the best at responding right away. So uh, it might've gotten buried. It's part of his charm. I get it. <laughs> it really is. It really. Is. I'm right, like, hey, right. man, you never respond back to me. And I was like, when'd you read me two weeks ago? Oh, just seeing this now. I'm like, well, I kind of needed that answer, so I got it from somewhere else. So, yeah, that's just Adam. Like you said, it's part of his charm. It's just who he is. It is. All right, Kastub, Lucky Boy's Confusion, live stream show, very reasonably coming uh, May 27th. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. Uh, and we're vaccinated. Let's go eat outside together. Let's go, man. I mean, you were neighbors. So. We are. So we should yeah. absolutely do that. All, All right. I'll, we'll I'll talk after this. Awesome. So. Stubby, great seeing you. Nice to see you. All right, Kastu Pendov of the band Lucky Boys Confusion. He was on episodes 105, 291, 317, and 405. This next band was on episodes 96 and 289. They are blood people. Ellie and Mickey are here. Uh, I know. Norm, Norm and Jeff are in the back over there. Can you see them? They, they look like mob enforcers back there. <laughs> you might need to speak up. They can't hear you. That, well, it's, I've got the two main ones here, right? I mean... Uh, you've got incredible natural light. You you are the envy of influencers everywhere, right? Based on where you're standing. <laughs> I mean, we can't take credit for this. The sun is doing most yeah. of the work, right? Oh, here they come. Yeah, they- I, it's funny. I was looking. Hi, I, I was looking at uh, the, the Facebook memories that popped up, and it was, I guess, within the past week or so is the anniversary. The last time you played Beat Kitchen, and I remember it because I took video of it. The walls and floor of beat kitchen were, were pulsating and throbbing at that performance. I mean, that's just poor structural integrity. <laughs> no, it was because you, it's because you brought the rock. Right. Ali's uh, kind of hidden. Ali. Oh, there you go. All right. So we haven't talked for a while. Uh, what's, what's going on with you guys? I know the past, <laughs> what's going on back there. Uh, are, are, have you been writing? What, what are you up to? We have. We've been we've been up to no good, James. Yeah. I would expect nothing less. <laughs> we've been being loud in yeah. a in a room. Butt stuff. Yeah. You've been doing butt stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's the final frontier in the bedroom. Yeah, that's that's um, Jeff's main job. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah. We've been we've been writing. We've been doing some stuff. Got some things in the works. So we're getting excited for things to start opening back up. Hopefully, yeah. you know. Keeping rock and roll alive. Ellie's gotten really into <laughs> making candles. I made, you... I made a few candles, yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. We're a candle company now. Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is that hard to do? Because I, I, I love candles. I'll give you a candle, James. Is it hard to do? No. Not really. really? You just melt some wax, put I some scents you... in, and that's I thought it. You were saying, is it. I thought you were saying, is it hard to give him a candle? No. Well, no, no, I, <laughs> I, mean, I, just, I just hand it to you. I mean, that seems like a cool pandemic hobby. Yeah, I've, I've had quite a few pandemic hobbies, we'll say. <laughs> is, is this the more wholesome of the bunch? Uh, no, I mean, I've been playing piano a lot, so that's fun. Sitting on my bed. Um, I don't know, cooking, gardening, 
not brushing her teeth. Not brushing my teeth? But no, I'm just kidding. I, I usually brush my teeth like twice a day, but. She didn't today. COVID, yeah. <laughs> there, that was a weird thing. Like it was like, I like was a freak about brushing my teeth and then like COVID hit and I was like, oh shit, I forgot today. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Who does yeah. that? Yeah, all bets are off. It's pan <laughs> pandemic rules. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, blood people, I, I miss you. Uh, and I think Aww. we agree. This is this is all we need to see of Mickey for the rest of the night. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. I have no he other He doesn't need two dates. He doesn't need two dates with you, James. A whole lot more. <laughs> I like to spread myself thin. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I, I anxiously await the day when there will be more new blood people music. Uh, but in the meantime, we have this and it's awesome. Aww, Thank you, James. Thanks, James. All right. Bye, blood people. Thanks bye. for checking in. Uh, you know, sometimes running a podcast can can see timing work in wonderful ways. Sometimes guests line up when you don't expect them to. I couldn't have planned this any better. <laughs> Two of Carquin Carne's favorite guests of all time appearing together. This was completely unplanned. Dennis Buckley of 88 Fingers <laughs> Louie, Dr. Daryl Wilson of the Bull Weevils. Two guests who've appeared in tandem on this podcast many times before. Um, we didn't Dennis. think in advance that Dennis Buckley would be available tonight what, because why? What happened? To, why, why were you available, Dennis? What were you doing? Uh, I got my second Fauci ouchie, and uh, good for you. I'm proud. I'm proud of you. I was a little afraid of the uh, of the um, side effects. Side effects. Well, those side, those side effects are, are, are a notion of your immune system working. So that's a good thing. So yeah. anybody fearful of having side effects, be more fearful of either having COVID or the long-term effects from COVID. So get vaccinated. That's that's the thing that's going to be really good. So I'm um, glad you got that. As my friend, yes. I'm totally glad you got that. As a, you know, a member of society, I'm glad you've done that as well. Um, you're doing your part. James, you've got yours. So that means... We should be in the car. All of us should be in the car. What the we should. What are you doing right Let's now? Some tacos. I will say. I will say this, and I'm and I'm not exaggerating at all. Uh, the second, uh, the second I got my vaccine shot, um, I was out in Oak Park and uh, I screamed, "Oh my God! I can't feel my arm!" And then they kicked me out of CVS. <laughs> I was so going to say, I'm not. I'm not allowed back there again. <laughs> Well, you were sleeping on your arm. That's why it went numb. That's the whole part of that. That's the reason why. So, I was with the old stranger. <laughs> After you did the funky emo chicken and your arm got really weak. And then you're like, oh, my arm. Oh, my arms. Yeah. It's like the whole thing. See, I thought the only reason you, I, my guess is that you actually don't feel well, feel well right now, Dennis. No. But you saw, you saw Josh Caterer on here earlier. And you yep. thought, fuck, I can't let him one up me on the number of guest appearances on the show. Well, you, 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 you were nice enough to tell me a couple days ago that, uh, that if I'm not at the tippy top, I'm, I'm, I'm very close to it as far as, uh, <laughs> it's, it's number true. Of appearances. Dennis Buckley, Dennis Buckley has been here 10 times. Episodes 43, 123, 153, 172, 199, 250, also featuring Daryl Wilson, 285, 315, 4, 447 and 466. So I'm, I'm delegated to sidekick now. What the hell is this? That's the pinnacle. Jesus Christ. This is what I've, this is what I've been waiting for this all my life. I could see that's the plan on this. By the way, JVO, totally, you know, congratulations on 600 episodes. This is amazing. This um, is you, awesome. This is awesome. I mean, this is just an amazing thing that you've done. Um, this is all DIY, homegrown. You did it and you did it. I mean, you made it yourself. And this is 600, man. That's this is you've got the formula down. So if anybody needs the template, you are the gold standard. That's the, hey, thank you. Thank you, Daryl. I, I said it earlier. I, 
podcasts come start all the time. You see people start podcasts all over the place. 20 new podcasts probably started since you two jumped on, but <laughs> they don't last longer than like six months because once people realize, oh my God, this is a lot of work and I'm not making money and there's no roadmap <laughs> to making money, they bail. So right. it, it's sheer stubbornness, tenacity. I don't know what, but yes, I, here I am seven years later. And me, that's amazing. I mean, and to think, I, I we didn't go on your show back in the day and, and Q101 because we were, you know, so punk rock and we learned that, that folly of that. Now, I'm, now I can't wait to be on your show all the time. It's like, uh, James, can I be on the show? Can I host? Uh, there is new, bull, <laughs> there is new bull weevils on the way, which is outstanding, and I cannot wait to share yes. that with the world. Yeah, I we, we can't wait to share it either. It's, it's we're really proud of it. Um, we got uh, record four more songs to put on the uh, LP. Um, gonna come out on Red Scare uh, Industries. Uh, good, glad to be working with those guys. Um, That's awesome. It, it's it's um, we're really proud of the stuff we're putting out. I mean, it, it, we've got a couple of oldies on there that we re-recorded that are sounding way updated for the way that we sound, which is way better than we did. Uh, <laughs> I, actually, I watched some old tour footage of us back in '93 that uh, Joe Principe sent to me. And, um, man, I, I want, if I could go back in time and body slide back in time, I would totally body slam myself. <laughs> Everyone in that campus, we just were horrible. It just was, oh my God. The, I mean, it, it's all of us. It's, it's Mittler was our, our driver. Joe was our roadie and he was selling all the 88 fingers. Louis stuff is what he was doing. He was like hawking that stuff and not selling our stuff. That's right. Um, That's amazing. And, and I, we went to this, uh, restaurant in Corvallis, Oregon. Um, and I guess at the time we were so anti um, hippie or something. I don't know what it was. We were punk rock. So we had to say anti hippie stuff. And so we were there and we go to this restaurant that's, that's very progressive and they have all this progressive slogans on, on the wall. And I, in my, you know, punk rock, you know, dumb at the time, I happen to write on this plate that you can stick them on the wall. If the place is so PC, why are there no brothers up in this place? And I stuck it on the wall and then they proceeded to kick us out. And I told my wife that story. She goes, why do you think they kicked you out? And I'm like, because they just didn't have no brothers up in that place. It's like, no, they kicked you out because you were an asshole. That's what they did. You guys were just assholes. So do you realize how much of an asshole you were? I'm like, yeah, I did realize that. So I should go back in time and rectify that. So I could terminate her this. And get, or loop, if I could looper this instead, actually, and just go back in time and F that up, I'd definitely go back and fix it. Or 12 Monkeys, it's something where there's a time loop involved. I, 12, Monkeys, 12 Monkeys is a top five movie for me. It is a great movie. I mean, if you talk about time loops and in, in, in time distortion stuff, I mean, it's 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 excellent. Can't, so, you, can't, one you, thing, do, can't you do an Inception and dream about dreaming about <laughs> dreaming about? Yeah. Corbell's Oregon and kicking myself in the teeth and saying, what the hell's wrong with you? You dumb jackal. <laughs> yes, one thing I, I one thing I never could have imagined or could have ever foreseen heading into tonight into episode 600 is that two unrelated guests would make an appearance on the show with a fucking Captain America shield. I never <laughs> Patrick Brower of Challengers Comics displayed his shield about a half hour ago. And in the background of Dr. Daryl Wilson is a Captain America shield. Of course. Of course. Why, why would not have that? that? That's how gentlemen of a certain age accessorize these days. This is definitely called, you know, excessively spending money on stuff that you really don't fucking need. And then try to <laughs> try to really make an excuse for why you have it. We have to come home and say, 
why did you get that? Um, because they actually were dropping the price. And I figured, why not get one? You never know when you need a, a shield to protect yourself and family. It's like, it was, well, yeah, you're, a, you're a doctor. I trust you. Right. I thought it's like totally, it was like, I had to do this for health reasons because <laughs> I mean, you got to take that vibranium off the streets. You can't have it just floating around out there. I mean, Jesus. You got to be right, really so careful about how you say vibranium because why? Uh, never mind. <laughs> so, Dr. Daryl Wilson of the Bowheels, are you caught up on Falcon and Winter Soldier? Oh, yeah. Totally caught up, man. Yes. Satis satisfying ending. Satisfying ending. Satisfying. I mean, let, let's not get it twisted. I mean, come on. I mean, the, the, the Flag Smasher story was a little kind of contrived and a little effed up in its own way, right? And There were, there were weaknesses know. in the story. I think Zemo was by and large wasted, and he was kind of a... Over, yeah, not, listen. Not an evil guy. Overall, evil. loved it. I mean, I totally loved it. It was great. I mean, it definitely, you know, played into the whole issues that occurred with when, you know, Captain America did be, when Falcon did become Captain America in the comics. And yeah. there was all that uproar on, you know, one of those uh, propaganda news stations that seemed to make everything into an issue when you change a character into something, you know, mm -hmm. that becomes like, yeah. why are you making this an issue? Because you have nothing else to really report on like real news. Um, so um, Fox News I'm talking about. So then um, anyway, um, yeah, it was great. It, it, I caught up on Invincible too. Of course, you better be watching Invincible because that's. Not, I haven't had time. I watched the oh, first half hour, and oh. it, the first I liked the, the first half hour I saw because it's very yeah. much like the comic. Yeah. Yes. How did you make it to six hundred episodes and not watch Invincible? You sack of crap! What the hell's wrong with you, dude? I, I'm, I'm in the middle of watching The Sopranos for my first time. All the I, I saw that you were doing that. I saw that you were doing that. That's you know, and I'll tell you. I'm I'm gonna watch it because you have. I only watched like part of the last season and never watched the show up to that. So I have to like go back and do that too. Yeah, it's worth the trip. I for those who have watched it, which apparently is everyone besides you and me. Yeah. Um, I just finished season five, and there's one episode, the the next to last episode of season five. Uh, for those who have watched, it's the Adriana episode. That one has stayed with me. I keep going back to the events of that episode, the events that led up to the a defining moment of the episode the writing is just so good yeah it, I, I, I gotta watch it the the way they thread these stories and the fact that they're not afraid to kill off key characters they're not don't get too attached it's like suicide squad daryl you'll relate to that you're a comic book <laughs> guy don't get too attached to the characters because there's no guarantee they're going to make it through the mission not like the movie suicide squad though we won't speak of that mm. Mm. The, the one that's coming up, the James the one, Gunn one? No, the one that's coming up. I, we can talk about that. I mean, we can't talk about the one that was made oh, that previously. Was, no, that was garbage. But the James Gunn one, that trailer, I am all in. Sylvester Stallone is a talking shark? I, I know. It, and it kind of has his body, doesn't it, a little bit? He's little a little bit. A little bit of the dough going on, I think. That's and happening. John Cena essentially playing the same character that uh, Batista plays as Drax. Right. Like, <laughs> the kind of straight man. In, in this over-the-top superhero but he's, world. But he's not invisible, though, so you can't say that he's actually got good stealth. You know, that's the whole thing. He'll be very visible in this movie. You guys watched the... Uh, you guys, we talked about the Harley Quinn uh, cartoon, right? We didn't talk about that. I haven't watched it. Oh, I haven't okay. either. Haven't watched I, it I, I will say, uh, are you guys familiar with Ron Funches, the comedian? Yes. He does the voice of the shark. King Shark? Yeah. And he's, I, he's Okay, that's, he's, that's good. He's awesome. He's, that's he's, good. Worth it just to watch him in that. You know, let me just say something. Every time we do this, it degenerates into comics, <laughs> stupid inside jokes, and all these things. Well, I mean, so how many other times you can have us on the show, James? It's the last time. This is like you've had us on and said never again. 600 <laughs> is, a, is a time of reset. 
Okay. This is, I was yeah. Say, yeah. Yeah. So the this 600 is it, is it. The, Mo- moving forward. Uh, no, we're, we're done. This I'm only going to talk like, you know, medical, you know, terminology. And although know, the last time I like, had you on Dr. Daryl Wilson of the bull weevils, we did talk about <laughs> medical stuff. I, I, we did. We, and, and, that, and that's important. But I mean, at the same time, I think that the biggest thing is I get to spend time with you guys as my friends and we can, you know, have some people enjoy the silliness and, and kind of, get away from the the typical stuff that's happening every day, because that's my big thing. I like to get away from the typical things I'm doing yeah. every day um, yeah. and unwind with you guys and just let loose and talk about those inane things that aren't so serious, which happen to be talked about all the time when I'm not doing this. Dennis, um, can, I, so, can I, can I read Daryl the, the text exchange we had? <laughs> oh boy, oh. this would be great. Oh, oh, that text exchange. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. That text exchange. So, Buckley and I were going back and forth about how he was getting vaccinated and, you know, time to start making plans to go out in the world. Dennis texted me, need to get a mandate with Dr. D for superheroes at MSI. I'm going to reread that. Need to get a mandate with Dr. D. And I just wrote, mandate doesn't read how you think it does. Right. (laughs) But, But what did I respond with? Uh, uh, Mr. Bean Jiff and the line, oh, may, or maybe it does. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I see that in the chat, um, my colleague, compatriot, and friend Ken Weevil has said this should be Daryl Concarney now, is what he said. So, oh. <laughs> is so, he mad that he is he mad that he hasn't been on? He got, he needs to be on. We need to have the whole group on. Oh. Yeah, when when you have oh. that new music, let's let's go full bull weevil. Okay, you know, can you hear that now? When the we got when the record comes out, we're gonna be yeah, we got to be on anyway. I, I I gave you a little preview, and I I'm glad you guys heard it, and I'm glad you guys are excited for it because it, we're excited about it. It's, it's I, I I will say I know I know there's no um there's no profanity filter on this uh <laughs> on this awesome podcast, but when you have Ken on, there there's stuff that comes out of that guy's mouth is Chicago. It's not even X-rated. It's like Y or Z-rated. It's Chicago. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. All right. I, you know, I'd, I'd love to talk to you forever, but uh, I'm going to talk to some other guests, and it, we'll do this again soon enough, clearly. Yes. When we go to that that exhibit at the museum. We go when we have our mandate with Dr. D. Let's yes. get some D. Let's get some D going. It's a mandate. <laughs> All right. Dr. Daryl Wilson of the Bull Weevils. Dennis right. Buckley of 88 Fingers Louie. Thank you for coming on. Uh, we move now to... One of my favorite. Oh, holy shit! He's got yeah, a Captain I was, America shield. I was going to say, man, like this. Who who could who could have predicted? I heard you talking Captain about that America? last thing. If this were a drinking game, I'd be shit faced right now. Yeah. The third Captain America shield of the night. Uh, Scott Smith is one of my favorite writers in the city. He's also the chief communications officer for the Cook County Assessor's Office. He's also recently vaccinated. He's a podcaster. Yes. Uh, how are you feeling? Are you feeling triumphant? I feel good. No, no side effects. Um, it's great. I had a lovely conversation with Bill Gates <laughs> earlier. Uh, just, I just talk into my arm now and he hears everything I have to say. It's, it's, it's pretty great. No, but I feel great. No, uh, no, no ill effects at all. So everyone should get vaccinated and make sure to get your second dose. Very important. Uh, Scott Smith is a terrific writer and you're one of the oh. few people still standing who still blogs. Every once a in a while. Job. Thank you. Yeah. It's um, I miss it honestly. I miss. I feel like we're gonna get back to blogging at some I agree. point. There's like all this this. Everyone went for scale. We went for hugeness, and we're <laughs> just keep coming back down. We've gotten newsletters, and now we're just gonna come back down to the the atom, the blog, and then everything's gonna be okay again. We'll have we'll have be able to you know 
correct all of the wrongs that have gone on in the time stream and <laughs> brought back everything where they need to be. Uh, it is a perfect situation that you, you follow Daryl and Dennis who are also comic nerds. Like, I, I guess we all are. I mean, it's it's silly to even think that people who read comics are nerds anymore. That's that's mainstream culture. Oh no, yeah, oh yeah. It's it's the basis for uh, you know when we used to go to movies, uh, you know, eighty five percent of uh, things that are happening at the the box office. Now I heard you talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier, or or as I had been calling it, Falcon and the Winter Snowman. Uh, <laughs> but this is not America. Uh, I really liked it in parts, but then when you start to think about the whole of it. It it there's a little creakiness in it. Yeah, is where, there I, some, is where there, I ultimately landed. There was some flimsy storytelling to get you from the beginning to right the conclusion. Agreed. Uh, yeah. On the whole, I I like Anthony Mackie a lot. Sure, I like uh, Sebastian Stan a lot. I like the the dude who played Zemo. But yeah, there there were some shaky storytelling pillars along the way. There was too much of some stuff and not enough of others. Like I would have absolutely wanted more Isaiah Bradley storyline. Yes, and. I was like, Oh, here we go. They got this is, and then nothing for like three more episodes, but they it's, I, I think I watched each episode twice. So there's not much else to do right now uh, until the, the vaccine fully kicks in. So still well, enjoy it. In addition to being the chief communications officer for the cook County assessor's office, that takes up an entire business card right there. You have no room. It for really does. Number. Yeah. Uh, in addition to that, you did, I hope you're still going to do a, a wonderful Southside based Beverly based podcast called front room. Yes. Which yes. is about we as Southside as it gets. We will be back doing live events for front room very soon. Um, I think we'll do something outside for the summer and then I'm looking forward to being back in, in indoor theater and uh, in, in the fall, but and, it's uh, I missed it. I, I missed like, you know what I did? Um, I really appreciated all the people who were doing like zoom theater or zoom events. And, and I, I got a lot out of it, but I realized when I started doing front room, we did a, a series of shows last summer and we did it on zoom. The shows were really great. Like the people that were reading were wonderful. But the thing that I realized that I really love out of those shows is actually physically being in a room of, you know, a hundred or so people and just feeling that energy. And it wasn't there and it just felt so weird. I was like, I don't think I can do this again until we're like back out there. Um, so I really missed it. And I, but I, I also just appreciated how much other people were doing storytelling events because that was something that I got a lot out of. Scott Smith was a guest on Carcon Carne for episode nine and episode 68. You were there for one of my first early highlights was that the, the that was the guy that uh he fell over onto your car right yeah he was, was at the it, highlight yeah was in, we were in pilsen and uh parked on uh i think we we're on 18th and a dude in a wheelchair just just toppled over onto the car yep. it was, it, it, while we were recording scared the bejesus out of me but that that was that was when i realized oh doing this live is pretty awesome it it definitely you would see people like walking by and and you're balancing food on your you know lap and talking and then there's a gear shift and it's just it was a thing that we did in the before times the that before seemed times. incomprehensible now we're just going right. to be eating and you know 
spittle is going to be coming out of our mouths and inside of a car and other people will be in there and and you've had like uh, like a, a like a 12 people in your car at, at one point it, it uh, seemed like that like, before i've had full bands i've had yeah. a full keyboard in the back seat uh joe prince of rise against and i shared a 20 inch pizza in the front seat uh, there, there have been some. You're actually married in some countries as a result of that. Now, <laughs> I don't know if you right. know this. It's a very small island off of the coast of Italy. Yeah, but doing this in my car, it, it's like a, a 3D Tetris game. Trying to mm -hmm. like, oh, here comes the T shape. Oh, it's a square. Fuck, what am I going to do? It's a line. I don't know. Uh, trying to maneuver people and food and instruments and microphones. Uh, that's part of the thrill of doing it. It it is. It was like it, I mean, it was it was almost as if you know it was. This was like a, you're recording live, and not knowing what's going to happen is is part of the excitement of it. Did you but, find when you started it when you had to bring it in uh, out of the car and into a more sort of traditional like studio type environment? How did it change for you? What it, what was the what was the difference for you? It, the changes were cosmetic. I mean, it, there's no food. There's no car. Otherwise, it's just conversations with people who are interesting. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, kind of what you were saying with Front Room, I do miss being out there in the world and feeling it, it does feel like you're working without a net more when you're doing it on location. I mean, right. I'm in the very controlled environment of my home office. This is very secure. I'm there. This is my computer. This is my microphone. I, I'm in control of this. You feel a little more, I don't know, winging it. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think, having done the, the other two shows, that was, I think, the exciting thing is you felt like you were truly, like, in this environment and you are you were talking about the food or you're talking about, you know, whatever it is with the guests. And there's just that excitement of seeing something being done, you know, whether you were watching the video or listening to it on the podcast um, and just hearing something that was was different and unique. And I think that's one of the great things about having done this for 600 episodes. Um, I mean, this is a great, uh, the concept of it is simple, but there's so much you can do within it. And I think you've just like, you know, run a hundred miles an hour uh, with it. And it's, I think, been fantastic to watch how much it's grown and, and the Thank guests you. you've had. And it's been really it, just exciting and fun. Uh, I mean, I've loved being a part of it, but uh, just I'm excited for you to hit this milestone. Thank you, Scott Smith. All right. So for people to follow you or, or get a sense of what you're all about, Our Man in Chicago, not Our Man, that's Rex Tyler. Right. Our Man, O-U-R, man in Chicago.net. A little Justice Society humor for the nerds <laughs> in the audience. All of Our, them. We already established all of them are nerds. Yes. Our Man in Chicago.net. Uh, also, real quick, what's Notes from Your Dad? Uh, Notes from Your Dad is this project that I, it was a quarantine project, and I'm, uh, like with many people, uh, briefly paused, uh, but we'll be returning to it. Um, it is a uh, blog, again, uh, where I uh, write letters to my daughter about various things, whether it's learning how to listen to the sounds of your house to know when something's about to go horribly wrong, um, or just kind of like how to find your place in the world. Um, so if they're all uh, letters that I write to her, and uh, but I hope it's, it has uh, relevance for a wider group of people that uh, may or may not be my daughter. I love well. it. Scott Smith, thank you. Thanks, James. This was fun, and congratulations again on 600. Thank you.
Caracon Carne, episode 600, The Night of a Thousand Stars, continues uh, with an indie soul artist whose voice just thrills me to no end. She is a delight. She is uh, part of Honey in the 45. She's a solo artist. She is Christina Catone. I, I know I've had you on hold here for a while. Thank you for being part of this, Christina. It's great to see you again. So good to see you, and congratulations. I'll be the 600th guest, guest to wish you congratulations on Thank your you. 600 milestone episode. It, it occurs to me, the last time I saw you, I think, was at Riot Fest. I think remember, so. Yeah. Right. Remember outside. live events like that? Yeah. Yeah. It was great to hear from Scott Smith that maybe the return of some, some theaters and hopefully some venues in the fall. Really looking forward to that. I want to talk about your music, but first, what is Downright? Sure. So glad you asked. So um, I've been working with a team of, of songwriters and um, people in design and tech, um, and they sort of re-soft launched this platform called Downright. Um, D-O-W-N-W-R-I-T-E, which is a platform where music lovers and artists can come to collaborate and connect and co-create um, custom songs. And it's not just for personal use, like get a song for Mother's Day, although you should because Mother's Day is coming up, uh, but also for content creators, podcasters. So if you needed a custom intro song, you could go and select your favorite artists. Uh, we just had a few really big artists on board in the last few days. Um, to create something custom for you. So sort of why co-op something when you can co-create it with your favorite artist. That's I, I love the concept. It makes perfect sense. And the, I, I think the podcasting pitch, I, I think that's, that's something a lot of people want to jump on. I, I think there's a heightened awareness now for podcasters about licensed music. The pe people are just figuring out that no, you really can't have licensed music in a podcast. So why not right. have an actual talented songwriter create your theme song that's exactly right and you can imagine also from the songwriter's perspective this year with the pandemic um the artists that have been on the site it's it's been a lifeline for them to stay connected with their fans and also be able to be commissioned for work and supported financially um during this time when when live performance unfortunately hasn't been a reality this year uh have you been able to write much over the past 13 months I actually have been writing, um, thanks in part to Downright. So I've been commissioned to work on, um, you know, birthday songs and also um, uh, a soundtrack to uh, an independent film. Um, I had sort of an inspirational story of triumph that I got to write through the platform. Just before the uh, the pandemic, I started recording a, a new solo EP. Yeah. Uh, called Near Love, thank you. And uh, I'm hoping, I I'm fully vaccinated now and so are a lot of the engineers and musicians that I was working with. So I'm hoping to get back in the studio and and finish that this summer. Awesome. And again, downright.com is downright, W-R-I-T-E. That's right. Com. Uh, I, I can't imagine anything cooler than having you do a custom song and being part of that collaboration. I, I love the concept, it's super cool. Thank you so much. A few of your I other guests are, are on the platform too. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. From tonight. Good, good to know. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Christina, great to see you. It, it, it's last time you're here. It was episode 156. I'm so glad you're a part of episode 600. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you. We'll talk soon. Bye.